millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to A Life in Dublin. I'm your host, Mark, and with your permission, we'd love this podcast to be your digital companion for the next little bit at least. Around about a year ago, I found out that Arthur Guinness, famed creator of The Black Stuff, got married in the former church, current restaurant and bar, located on Mary Street in Dublin 1. Despite my many visits to this bar, I had no idea of this little piece of history which happened right in Dublin city centre. I learned this from today's guest, Ross, and I've subsequently learned all sorts of random and interesting facts about Irish culture and Irish history from his amazing page on Instagram. In this chat, we learn a little more about the man behind the content and his journey which led him to take such an interest in history and his passion for sharing it with us all. If you haven't heard of Ross before, check out his Instagram page, which you'll find in the description of this episode and watch out for his new upcoming podcast. Huge thanks to all of you for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Now, here's my conversation with Ross. Fucking right, yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've built that page up from nothing. Like people saying to me, why, why, why not try it? And I said, well, why try it? Because it's, it's oversaturated. Yeah. And then I realised that no one else was going to do the thing that I was doing. Yeah. It was, it was all about Ireland, but it was more about, from a point of view, selling exchange programs mm. you know go to Temple Bar go to the Cliffs of Moher, go to yeah. all these places whereas I'm like okay well that's all very nice but here's, here's some facts and figures some actual in a fun soluble way yeah. yeah and there's other pages that were kind of looking all the negative side of Ireland you know like yeah. all the like so problems with teenagers and all this kind of stuff like oh my god you know so I'm just kind of like I want trying to hold in on the positivity like everyone has their own um, um, standpoint on those kind of things but at the same time that's me. I just want to sell the relatively positive, colourful side. Yes. Even though I do have my opinions and other things, I keep them to myself. But isn't it weird though, the way like I'll have, you know, you might have creative people, you might have um, artists, whatever they might be, there's this kind of feeling that you shouldn't, you shouldn't be making or that you, if you mm-hmm. like to ask for money for that is a, I think that's, it's good that you've made that step because yeah. you do, you said, you do deserve it. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I do. <laughs> um, you, that is, but, you know, other let's say more like commercial-minded people would never have that mindset. They'd be pretty much. They'd almost go in from from the other angle completely. Mm-hmm. Like money first, content later, which is obviously not exactly the right, not the right way to do it either. Exactly, because you'll have people with all due respect to them. They'll start an Instagram page and they'll have 112 followers. All right, they're asking people for money. Yeah, uh, I was like, why? Yeah, I think I've kind of reached the stage where like I've I've I've, I've you know, I've got X amount of followers where I'm going to justify saying that, but I kind of come from that Irish way of that Irish mentality of, oh, I don't want to ask for something because I'm afraid they'll tell me to fuck off or something like that. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of apologetic Irish mentality where a lot of other nationalities are kind of not as uh, uh, they're not as unhindered by that. They're, mm. they, they're, they're like, well, like, this is the way I was raised. You get nothing for nothing. And that's wonderful. But I think yeah. in Ireland, sometimes they're almost embarrassed. It's almost like the thing, like, you know, the cover bands that would play rock gigs and, and down 
and say, oh, hey, what's the fee? Oh, you know, you get a few free points. You know, it's, yeah. it's the Irish thing of, ah, well, well, they're offering a few free beers. Like, yeah. like, like who needs the money? Like, you know, it's it. But and they were, exactly. we agree on that, Mike. Yeah. And that's part of the problem. And I think I just had this, because in, in the last couple of years, I had to take major gambles with my page as well, because I, because of the, the, the fluky situation that I started off with E Dublin and then I, it, it kind of snowballed from there. It was more like, um, how can I say, um, I had to readjust my, my battle plan in terms of followers. It was strictly a Brazilian kind of community, and now it's people from all over the world. I was looking at my analytics there yesterday, like a big nerd. Like, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning worry about analytics, trust me. But I, I get curious. And it's I kind of seen how, yeah. de- uh, you know, there's been a dexterity there now. Mm. Like years ago, or not years ago, geez, four years ago when I started, it was two countries followed me. It was either people living in Ireland or Brazil. And the chances are people that would have said Ireland were Brazilian people living in Ireland. Yeah. And now it's USA, Spain, and the yeah. UK. Yeah. Which, I don't know, it's, it's not like the crazy different countries around the world. But for me, that was very important to see that my gamble had paid off. Because Brilliant. I was really, really worried yeah. that people would go, oh, he stopped doing things in Portuguese. He doesn't, he doesn't care about us. But yeah. then a Brazilian friend of mine said to me one day, well, Ross, think about it. People are coming here to learn about Ireland and to learn English. So just put the subtitles in English. Oh, okay, cool. There you go. And that's so, exactly what they want. Yeah, exactly. Well. I was worried because I thought if I didn't do the Portuguese thing all the time that they'd go, oh, fuck you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was a major gamble. Is, like, is there anything that you, since the whole journey for you of, let's say, mm-hmm. uh, uh, being a content creator, yeah. I, I, when I, a better, oh, I know, better, I know. Better, better, better term, but <laughs> have you, uh, has it given you anything or have you learned anything that you didn't expect to? Or has it, have you been confronted yeah. with something that you yeah. didn't expects to confront big time yeah um even as recently as last week it was so funny i had to actually limit the comments on my most recent reel it was so funny oh shit because i put up a, a video saying five sarcastic sentences that irish people say okay and it was all about you know he got a neck like a jackie's bollocks and uh um <laughs> you know talk the hind arse of a donkey and all this kind yeah. of stuff and i always grew up with this saying of um He's as tight as a fish's arse. That's what my parents would always say. <laughs> and then I get people, Irish people in my comments, that's not what you say. It's tight as a duck's arse. Actually, it's, it's not fish. It's not fish, you fucking dick. And I'm like... <laughs> and also, other Irish people commenting, that's not sarcasm. That, that's just clearly like, you know, just just, just um, insulting. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh my Was this God. on Instagram? Yeah. This wow. is recent as a few days ago. Like people actually would have been in their bonnet about the use of the word duck or fish, or the word <laughs> Why would you or care? the use of the term sarcasm. And yeah. I actually just put a pin comment and said, "Lads, seriously, go on holiday. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. go outside, get some air. There's lovely clouds in the sky. Santa Claus is coming. It's all good." Yeah. <laughs> you know? But apart from that, yeah, it's it's. I've learned. Um, how to bite my lip when the lip needs to be bit. Um, if you're if you're if you're not if you're not careful, that the, the slightest thing you could say can be interpreted and goes through different channels. And then people go, "Oh, look what he said." Yeah. And I'm kind of like, dude. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not like you know Justin Bieber. Like you don't have to hang on my every word. Like you know. Yeah. But I, I've I've learned what I've done is Mark. To be quite honest, is like I know a lot of people are very involved in various campaigns and what's going on around the world. I've. I have my own feelings on that and I keep yeah. it to myself. It sucks what's going on. I'm a pacifist. Yeah. Just stop killing people and bombing children. Thanks very much. Yes. But I think I look for my page to be escapism. 
not sitting on the fence-ism, yeah. escapism. 100%. Why choose to sit on the fence? People actually get offended if you don't pin your political colours to your mast. Yeah. And I think that's 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 offensive in a way. It's kind of like that's being disrespectful to other people uh, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, that's if you, if that's the way you're creating content and that's, you obviously have an end goal with how you want people to feel when they're, yeah. when they're consuming your content. So that, does that make sense? Absolutely. So, you like i think that's very clever and it's also very good that you're like when i want people to watch this i want people to be interested mm-hmm. and i want people to enjoy it and it's yep. light and it's easy and it's interesting mm-hmm. um, and all of the other stuff it's not in my wheelhouse and exactly not in my wheelhouse that's a great that's a great analogy exactly yeah. and that's the way you know that's a good way for it to be yeah i, I think so i really do think so i mean I'm not trying to be, as I said, Barney and friends, you know, like, I love you, you love no, me, but here's like, colour. I, I agree with you because has to. A, a lot of people go on these days as well about, you know, like even sports people have to have an opinion on yeah. things. I, I'd be like, do they? They don't really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they run a lot, kick a ball into the net a lot. Hey, exactly. Yeah. As I, I don't necessarily, and that's why I mm. often, sometimes on this podcast I'll give my own opinion, but it gives... It's very much, I, I always state that it's my opinion and I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time. So don't listen to me as mm-hmm. if, but you shouldn't listen to many people yeah. unless they really have like a good educated background on exactly. whatever topic they're speaking about. Pretty much. Um, yeah. And I think you have to be able to, you can give an opinion, but it doesn't, it shouldn't be like adhered to as if it's you know obviously fact and that's a kind of topic that's been spoken about and a lot of other things and mm-hmm. people have spoken about it really well but I, I admire that absolutely and I think that's it's, it's very good I mean obviously you said you, said you started it four years ago mm. it's grown to something that's kind of like it's Frightened. crazy now yeah, yeah. 53,000 followers I mean at, at this time last year it was barely 20 odd wow Jesus it's doubled in the last year oh my god because I think I actually I sat down and I, 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 I honed what my strengths are and like I've listened to what people want and then also I've done a little bit of research on how to actually make good, attractive reels. Yeah. Like the first thing I learned off some guy on YouTube and it was so, so vital was, and if anyone's listening, by all means, take this on board. Don't introduce your reel. <laughs> like, okay. Hi, my name is, by that stage, you've lost them. Yeah. I know it sucks because we're in the TikTok goldfish goldfish generation, but you need to have the hook, line, and sinker, forgive the the pescatarian um, team, but you have to kind of have it in four (laughs) seconds of you then hit and play, you know? Yeah. You really do. It sucks. I wish I could go, well, how's the form? I'm sure there's a kettle over there, and sure, we'll get tucked in, but that's what the beauty of podcasts are. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, 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 it's doubled in the last year. It's been insane. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just a hobby. Do you have any any idea where you'd like to go with it? Yeah, big time. So I might as well, you know, I, I think I announced it briefly on my Instagram last week, and I might as well just double clarify it, that I'm going to go podcasting amazing in the next few weeks absolutely yeah. so watch this space amazing um, I think it's just an extension of what I've done but also I used to do like YouTube reaction videos I actually have a talk to Ross YouTube page mm. where you know the reaction videos and all that good stuff so I've done loads of them as well but I haven't posted for a year because you know J-O-B you know <laughs> job sometimes I don't want to just go home and go well let's react to the latest single from Ghost you know yeah. it's just like well no maybe I'll just have a dinner and watch some football you know yeah. so I've got a bit lazy in that way but at the same time I'm going to use the podcast as an outlet for I think we were talking before we went live 
and started recording today an extension of the other things that I like like movies yeah. sport um, instead of just the guy that's that ed- like a Cochinia from Brazil on YouTube on YouTube a couple of times you know yeah. so uh, just to expand upon that kind of thing and um, one thing I will say that for me as a like I guess I could call myself a podcaster now. You can, Mark. You've got the certificate. <laughs> yeah. I'm so proud of you. Um, yeah. But like, <laughs> the, I just, I asked you the question about what have you learned or what, what it's like given you. For me, it's, it's, it's given me a lot more um, confidence in myself um, because actually probably have done some self-therapy in some of like the hundreds of episodes that we've done now and I think I've kind of actually become a healthier person <laughs> yeah. just because I've been forced to talk about things and even sometimes people have asked me things you talk through things but um, so it's not that I've got more confidence in myself it's that I have become more comfortable with who I am Yeah. Um, and that's been a huge thing for me so even if I was to stop doing this tomorrow or if I was you know like never to pursue it again <laughs> I could say that I've got that from it which is for me has been amazing and that's one of those things that mm. if anyone is starting a podcast as you say you get to be yourself yeah. so that's the only thing I guess other people sometimes do start podcasts which might have an agenda or whatever absolutely um, but and there's room for everybody in that regard exactly and, and if you get if, but if you get something that you get to be yourself follow your interests within your podcast I think it's it's very uh, it's brilliant what it can do for you I agree with you and I, I think I don't even I did. I forgot to mention that actually when you asked me that question initially because there is a catharsis to it there is a bit of a release of of not, not even stress but there, there's you just feel better about yourself you feel like your head is a little bit less cloudier yeah I, I kind of feel um, it's like when people are in work all day, maybe they don't talk to somebody, but they go for a beer with one of their friends and they feel better when they go home, not because of the alcohol they consume, yeah. but the fact that they actually chatted to someone. Yeah. And especially these days, man, where we're all, we're all guilty of it, but we're looking at our phones and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I love listening to podcasts on the train. You're in, in my, you know, my, my boring Americano with no milk and one sugar list, <laughs> yeah. you know, on yeah, the half seven in the mornings. Amazing. And it's, it's great because I've seen you creep up and it's, you've, you've, you've got more confidence to equipment and all that kind of thing. Slowly, yeah. Same yeah. with me, actually. Yeah, I couldn't even press record on a fucking phone before when I started. Like, and like, like my first couple of YouTube videos, I had to get my friend to edit them for me. I was afraid of yeah. uploading something and editing. And like, I used to send my buddy uh, Glenn shout out to Glenn Bollard he's an amazing photographer he um, I used to send him on like an A4 fool's cap page of edits you know so zero seven seconds there's an uh there maybe take out that uh at 14 seconds I said pepper instead of salt uh, could, could you maybe take that you're a perfectionist <laughs> yeah it was like I wanted to take everything out and then it's, you, know, you hear all these kind of things you know quick edits work and all that kind of thing so I don't know come here I'm interested to know right so going back a few years mm. younger you're playing in bands yeah you've been into the big into music what was your gateway into that in terms of an instrument uh, so drums I start, I got Christmas Day 1996 okay there when I was 15 and a half gave my age away right there, there you go. <laughs> that was great man so I always loved drums when I was a kid I remember being fascinated by them, but just the concept of seeing something that you could beat the crap out of with two pieces of wood just knocked my socks off. Yeah. It, it's just like, wait a minute, all I have to do is pick this up and just go and make noise? This is wonderful. <laughs> and when I was a kid, 
you know, so I was born in 81, so by the mid-80s, I have my first memories of, like, maybe, you know, 1985, 86, and U2 were the big thing. So I kind of remember when the Joshua Tree kind of cycle yeah. was out. Now, I remember, I was only a kid, but I can, re- I can remember the image of that Joshua Tree album cover, and my yeah. cousin was obsessed with them. Basically, if you grew up in Ireland and you were born in the... 60s or the 70s you're obsessed with YouTube. That, that's yeah. just the way it was yeah. you either emigrated and listened to YouTube, or you stayed at home and listened to YouTube. So, so you were obsessed with them or you hated them uh, or I hated them as yeah. well of yeah. course yeah there is that as well for me I always kind of soft spot for them because me too I, I, I do I don't get the, the whole Bono hater it's like, I, yeah. I don't get it it's like, oh. but anyway in the 80s that came along and I see Larry Wall playing drums uh, for U2 and said, that's great. And then we got a little bit older. Metallica came along and Nirvana and Korn and Deftones. And me and my buddies in, in, in Rush, where I grew up, we started our first band when we were 15. Basically, it was hilarious. We made an agreement in the summer of 96 that we'd all buy instruments separately. Okay. So we were abandoning our own heads six months before we got instruments. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember the month before that Christmas, we were jamming in my house. We had a pool table in my house back then. So obviously if you have a pool table and you're 15 years old, your buddies come down. And we were listening to People of the Sun by Rage Against the Machine. Okay. And we were miming <laughs> the song with the individual instruments that we promised to buy ourselves. And I remember I had a pool cue and I was playing, I was like, I had, I had a Jesus. pool cue in my right hand and that was my cymbal hand. <laughs> and I mean, Buddy Brendan, who was the vocalist, he was giving all the Zach Della Rocca, you know, the yeah. microphone explodes and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And uh, the, the Graham Martin, he was the bass player and he loved Fieldy from Corn, who was playing that kind of stand up mm. slap bass. And he's pretend to be him. It was hilarious. So basically, yeah, that, that's what the beginning of it was, and that's what I would say to people. I didn't hang around on the on the on the wall when I was a kid. Me and my buddies had business, yeah. and that was to play pool, buy Kerrang and Metal Hammer, and try and learn a load of Nirvana <laughs> and Corn covers. And our uh, first band, our first band name was called Maim M A M A Y M E. Okay. Because like to maim to injure someone was M A I M, but because we wanted to be like the Irish Corn. Yeah. We, we've just K O R N. We decided to spell it M A Y M E. Oh, and that's very new metal of us, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. And begun from there. Yeah. And it just snowballed. I got into different bands and. Some bands are better than others and some bands worked better than others, but it's it's like like a job. Some mm. job works really good for a few years, some jobs don't. So But how did you actually go? Did you self teach yourself? Yeah, I taught myself. Well, I taught myself. And then when I was twenty two, twenty-three, people started to ask me for lessons and I said I, I remember saying to myself, I'd be shortchanging you because you know, I'm I'm self taught. I, I just learned how to pick up sticks. Now I did learn prop. I learned drum notation when I was younger, when I was fifteen or sixteen, the basics. Okay. But I was just, I was just a bit too much um, scatterbrained to kind of sit down and look at a bunch of notes and dots on a sheet and, yeah. and score. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if I was born a lot more kind of uh, relaxed or a bit more composed at that age, I would have been scoring all that yeah. stuff. But at the time, it was more like, well. There's my CD tape player with Nirvana. I'll just learn from here. I'll learn, learn from, here. from here. And then just kind yep. of rinse in her piece. I can still do it. Yeah. And I think my music years have actually stood to me now doing this social media stuff because it taught me how to be um, patient. It taught me um, the like community. Like yeah. at the age of 15, you and your buddies, like you're, you're basically a family yeah. because you're the smelly rockers. <laughs> you're last yeah. at the time, you know, yeah. even though we washed every day. So, <laughs> yeah, so, so basically, Mark, yeah, it was, it was a great time. And yeah, but then that, that, that obviously yeah. was an creative outlet for you. It was. Um, 
and I, I, I don't know where it'd be without it. <laughs> yeah, well, 100%, but I'm interested to know because at the end of the day, like the content that you create these days is another creative outlet. Yeah. Um, but I wonder, was there any other, apart from music, mm. any other kind of creative outlet that you've had? It, it, um, yeah. Um, I used to play on the football when I was a kid. Now, I never had the patience to want a team. I just, I'd never seen the point of getting angry and getting sly tackles in on guys yeah. when I'm not getting one penny for it like yeah, you know yeah. I used to love passing move we used to go down to the green me and my buddies like yeah. so, stick someone in nets yeah. try and hit it on the volley fair enough we used to have a game I don't know if you remember it was, it was always called something different in Ireland it was called bashings where basically you had to keep the ball up on the volley and if you didn't if you hit if you hit the ball on the volley but, but the keeper saved it or it went wide then that was then you had to go in goals yeah. But, but if someone had two goals on you and then they got a third, then you had to put your arm out and they'd whack you and you got a bashings. <laughs> yeah. So I learned how to, how to be tough pretty early on. Yeah. Really? So music and football. Yeah. And I, I loved reading the history books when I was a kid before music as well. Yeah. So you got into history as a kid? When I was six or seven. Wow. And, yeah. and was that like introduced to you or did you kind of find that yourself? A bit of both. I was always curious. I mean, I think before we started recording today, we're kind of talking about old school RTE. Yeah. Like I used to love memorizing the ads, like wow. from the eighties. Like mm. I, I, I don't, don't didn't want to. Mm. I'm sure there's more pressing matters in the world than to do that. But I, my young head just made me want to, um, memorize biscuit commercials so I always had this kind of photographic memory which has kind of stood to me with playing drums with yes. being a tour guide so it's all about um, uh, retention yeah you know there's a lot of retention in, uh, involved in those aspects and that was at the beginning there with me as well so it's always been kind of my more natural um, stage but no yeah I, I got into when I was about six or seven there was this TV advertisement and it was about a history magazine and it was called Discovery and episode one, it was about Queen Elizabeth II, or sorry, the first. Mm. Episode two was about Guy Fawkes. Number three mm. was about Michelangelo. Number four was about Leonardo da Vinci, Napoleon. And basically how kids now would collect Paw Patrol or, I don't know, the Beano and the Dandy back in the day, which I still did as well. I was collecting uh, Discovery. Like the, the shop used to order it in from England for me. Wow. Because he couldn't, like, no one else was interested. So I always remember we'd That's go to the local. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like, it went on to be a spar, but at the time the shop in Rush was, yeah, <laughs> it was called Prices. Do you remember when families used to actually run shops? Yeah, geez. Yeah, it was, just, it was a spar and it went into a super value, but it was, it was Prices shop. But I always remember when the magazines were collected, there'd be like a little shelf and there'd be the label you know of, of my family so like you know Mr. O'Connor like so I'm Ross O'Connor so yeah. you know, I was like Mr. O'Connor in the, in the top right and I said oh there's a little magazine that came in from England and the thing is if it was if you got an, if you got a, a magazine of Queen Elizabeth I you would have like a cardboard model of a Elizabethan galleon like, like a oh, boat so you'd, be, you'd have to point and score with a pencil and get glue and scissors and you can make your own Elizabethan galleon Guy Fox. now I can't remember what make your own bomb yeah. <laughs> to blow up the house and commons controversial <laughs> and they wouldn't have sold them in Ireland no the no yeah yeah oh in Ireland they would have sold out with that one in England that would have been like you know that would be reprehensible like you know <laughs> so yeah pretty much it was just always in my head from a kid it was just retention 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 like whereas history music or, 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 or useless dates 
But what, like, what is it about history? Because which is, I, I'm, I, I would have an interest in, in history as well. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it's not a deep interest like yeah. it is that you have. Hmm. But I'd be just, it's just curiosity more than anything else. But you, you, you seem to go to a, another level. Yeah. I, I'm fascinated by why we're here. Not in a religious way. Mm. I mean, like, what steps has led us to be in this room right now? Okay. As in, not about our parents procreating, but like, mm. why is this building here? What was the, who who worked in this room mm-hmm. in the 1930s? Yeah. Who sat here? Was was this where someone went on a tea break? Was this where they went on a smoke break? Was this where the action happened? Mm. I'm just fascinated by the cogs on the machine of 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 humanity in terms of why I'm wearing this why that light is there it's it, it all it was all steps in industrial revolutions in globalization a tad of colonization etc yeah. you know there's because this style of building is very kind of Victorian in style mm. which meant that it was built when Dublin was the second city in the British Empire mm. and it was built in the Victorian reign of Queen Victoria so yeah. it's all these little foots I just love knowing we're not knowing or curious to know why we're here. It's just always been this curiosity I have. It's it's why when I look at the news, it's not that I don't have any interest, but I kind of feel like the news story, as sad as it is right now and what's going on in the world, it's it's heartbreaking. But also I just feel like I just, I'm just seeing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Um, but now, of course, if there's TV cameras in the 16 and 1700s, one could argue also, well, the same thing is happening again. Yeah. But I'm just fascinated by the pre-technology era and the things that people you know someone on a desk with a quill mm. their thoughts and trying to put myself in, in, in their minds I, I love looking at a painting of say I don't know like I was reading there a few days ago Theobald Wolftone he um, he died 225 years ago apparently this week wow. the Irish guy yeah. you know and they what they did years ago was they used to take a death mask of the person after they passed away. Okay. So it'd be a plaster cast of their face Jesus. preserved for future generations. And I, you might think I'm a complete weirdo. I went on YouTube loopholes, typing in like famous death masks. I was just fascinated to just know maybe what these people look like away from the kind of relatively stock paintings sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of see, there's almost like a template for paintings from the 1700s and 1800s the small red lips the beady blue eyes yeah. and the powdered wig and it all looks it looks nice it looks very regal but it kind of looks very you know monotonous so I used to love the wow no way they had like a scar in their right cheek I I don't know what it is I'm just fascinated by the people that um, helped us to be here now and seeing the steps that were taken you know? do you ever wonder how like do you ever um, I mean I'm sure that you do mm-hmm. but the level of truth that's uh, portrayed in yeah. the history. Mm. How, how do you kind of navigate that? Um, um, I try and read as many sources as I can and then make my own guesstimation, to be yeah. quite honest. That makes sense. Yeah, I try and make, I try and get three or four bibliographical references generally and just to kind of make it my own, I yeah. suppose. Now, it might sound very tabloidy in that way as well, but to an extent... You know, I know you can't rewrite history, but I think we can make a fair stab of, of what it was. Yeah, and that that that's that's me basically taking three or four interpretations. Yeah, and mold it into my own. Yeah, it's like with my job as a tour guide. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, I work as a tour guide on a bus, and the very first stop is in O'Connell Street, the most historical street in the entire city. And depending on the driver, depending on the traffic lights, 
I might have 32 seconds to talk about the entire history of O'Connell Street before I get to Delir Street. Yeah. You know, so like no pressure. Like the bus leaves from the Savoy movie cinema, movie theater. Geez, how American was it? The movie theater. And um, straight off the bat, welcome to O'Connell Street. There's the Spire of Dublin. There's Henry Street. There's James Joyce. There's the GPO. Oh, by the way, there's Danny O'Connell. It's like, just literally pointing things yeah, out. Yeah, no pressure. Like, And I have to give three or four sentences at least yeah. on, on all of those. That, that That's one of the things we say in tour guiding. You name and explain. Yeah, of course. What yeah. is it? And you give a description. Yeah. Like when I'm training you guys, because uh, I help to train in some of the lads in, in the job as well, I say to them, don't, don't just tell me that's O'Connell Bridge. Like I go to just Google that myself. Like, yeah. like what is it? When is it? Why is it? You know, yeah. as, 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 as soluble as you can. Yeah. And you, you talk about what's out the window. Yeah. But you would have liked, I was in uh, Italy in September. I was there yeah, last month. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Whereabouts were you? I was in Milan. And oh, of nice. course, I've been oh, yeah, there with much, much, uh, much um, venom by, 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 by some of my Brazilian or Italian friends. No, no, you didn't go to Italy. You say, well, I, I did. I know what they mean. Yeah. I went to the business hub. Yes. But yeah. anyway, sorry, you're going to say that. I was in a place called Ostuni, which is where it's right in the south. They filmed a part of James Bond there, one of the most recent ones, I think. Yes. This is this kind of white city. It reminds me of, um, it's something like you would see in Lord of the Rings, like, uh, what was that place? Gondor. Oh, um, place where Aragorn lived. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, with the levels, um, separate levels, it was all completely white. But our tour guide was again, very little English. Oh, yeah. And he got us in one of those kind of tuk-tuks. With it, with it was powered by a motorbike, but he absolutely bombed around the space yeah. and nearly milled about forty old people out of the way. It Italians like, love a good tuk tuk. Yeah, it was yeah. like um, it was actually like being a Mario Kart. I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was hilarious because yeah. he'd go, he wouldn't even stop. He goes, Cathedral, like, okay, and then he just goes, like, oh, you'd be like, all right, there, the cathedral. Right, so I like this guy. <laughs> I'd love to be him. I'll always self-employed because I don't think a company would have him. No. Cathedral bridge. Yeah, picture of dead person. Yeah. <laughs> Statue of Dead Lady. <laughs> that sounds class. He was great. I, yeah. I like Italy. I like Italy. Um, now, again, bird people listen going, oh, God, God, God. give me a chance, okay? Yeah. I went over for two reasons. Number one, um, I wanted to go and see AC Milan playing Juventus at the San Siro. Nice one. And number two, I wanted to go and see one of my favourite bands that I've ever heard in the last few years called Brutus. And they're from Belgium. B-R-U-T-U-S. Okay. Three-piece band. The singer Stephanie is also the drummer. I've no idea where this girl gets the gas in her lungs to play drums and sing the way she does. Now, I've been in bands like more recently, Stitch Jones, me and my buddy Watchy, and where I sing and play drums, but I, I'm not a singer. I just mutter words where she's actually hitting notes yeah. and she's moving up through the keys. And I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. And she's still hammering the bejesus out of her drums. So That's basically, amazing. yeah. And so yeah, I went to Milan for those two reasons. How do you discover new music? How do I discover it? Spotify. But like, how on Spotify? Because so basically, what I do is I, I know I know what you mean. Yeah. Because we always do this thing where we are like, I want to find new music, but like I don't know how. Yeah. Even though we have the musical world yeah. at our fingertips. Exactly. Here's what I do. Okay. I I have a playlist that I set up a few years ago, and the name of my playlist is Grand Stuff. Okay. Because all the stuff I put in it is Grand Stuff that yeah. I found. <laughs> so, the, if you have Spotify Premium. Um, yeah. Okay, so today our Discover Weekly playlist would have been updated. Yeah. So what I like to do is I play the first 30 seconds, minute of a song, and if it tickles my fancy, I'll go, oh, and I'll take the phone out of my pocket and name of artist. Oh, no way, cool. Yeah. And if I like it again, 
I'll press the whatever it is the, the, the add button and I add the playlist I'll put it in grand stuff yeah or else no grand stuff is actually for the really 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 good classic stuff I've another one called discovered so okay. that's what I do I have a playlist yeah. and if it's really good I'll add it yeah. from the discovered playlist and that's how I discovered Brutus and you they go pop deep, deeper into that yeah, band then exactly. yeah exactly I, I went to I flew to Italy to see them and I wow. discovered them on a Spotify playlist yeah. Yeah. yeah because they, they play a lot of the time in uh, England and everywhere else in continental Europe but for some reason Ireland is just never on their radar so. yeah but anyway um, yeah that's the crack yeah, yeah. <laughs> Italy was great I, I'd, I'd love to so I've been to Spain a lot um, and yeah. I, I'd love uh, the last two summers now I've been to Italy loved it uh, I, I kind of feel like it's a bit of a Disneyland for adults mm, it because is because it's, it's got the food it's got you know this cool stuff to like next year I want to go to Rome and yeah. as I said I'm not as into history as you are but I'm very curious and it does yeah. tickle my fancy sometimes so a place like Rome and it's also got the food and the drink and everything else yeah. I think that's gonna, I'm just can't wait I'm yeah really I, I'm the same and a lot of people it's funny you should mention Rome because I always say that to people like isn't Rome a bit kind of niche it's a bit kind of you know I'm going to go to England and go to see Big Ben but people say no 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 yes it is popular and yes, millions of people have gone there, but it's for a really good reason because it's actually so historical and, and fascinating. Yeah. So I, I did kind of have my little kind of my hat out of a roll before kind of saying, eh, you know, it's the Coliseum, I'm going to be just surrounded by people going, ch -ch 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 -ch. Mm. but listen, you're going to get that. But all intents and purposes, I believe it's it standing on its own merits and it justifies a, a, a visit regardless. Yeah. yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier on that you obviously grew up in, in Russia. Yeah. Um, the agriculture. The agriculture, the North County Dublin. Very um, different side, yeah. It's a very different yeah, side. it's completely different. It's, it doesn't feel like Dublin. No. Yeah. Um, all right, would you always want to stay there? Um, I don't know if I'd always want to stay there, but certainly I'd always want to have an association with there. Yeah. Um, it's, what was it like growing up there? What was it like growing in Rush? Peaceful. Mm. So, so peaceful. It was just... Ridiculously, because you would have grown up before the M1 was there. Yeah. Any of that yeah, kind of stuff. The, yeah, so, the 80s so for example, 90s. when you were younger, mm. like was going into the city must have been a big deal. Going into Dublin, uh, yeah. The only time I ever went into the Dublin city centre when I was a kid was either get my communion clothes, my confirmation <laughs> clothes, or go and visit Santa. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My mum and dad would bring me to like older people might be able to remember. It was a place called Switzers, <laughs> and then there's Arnott's yeah. and. Uh, used to go into like in the ILAC they used to have a really good Santa there as well yeah. and uh, for some reason my, my parents used to bring us out to Ratfarnham because right. I had the Nook Grove shopping centre in Ratfarnham because um, basically they didn't want to be dealing with the queues for Santa half the time in town Fair. so we used to just bail out to, to Nook Grove and Ratfarnham yeah. when I was six or seven and that was cool yeah. um, growing up in Rush was was great there, there's there's other parts though when I know some of my friends who grew up working in suburban parts of Dublin that I envy yeah like um, basically they're more connected to facilities yeah also there was a lot more girls in different suburbs <laughs> in, in yeah. Rush any of the girls who were in my class were basically that my sister is obviously <laughs> I didn't see them in this kind of romantic light yeah I seen them as oh they're the girls I see every day in school yeah and sure we all kick football with each other and play like you know dodgeball or basketball and yeah we just never I just never seen her like and nearly all the girls that I went to school with when I was four, five, six, seven years old they're all kind of 
if they're not still like they're not all still in rush but they're, they're around the locality most of them are all married and, and some of them moved away you know i talk to some of them every now and again and it's it's we're all just still mates it's mad yeah now maybe that was just me but that that but growing up in rush was cool like i mean we had two beaches we had um a lot of security like there was a garden station but it's one of those garden stations where they used to open for two hours in the morning so that people could get their their passport or their driver's mm. license renewal signed but that was it no crime it was just so ordinary i don't mean ordinary as in beige and boring it was just so nice i was lucky to grow up in a really beautiful house my dad worked very hard for it and all that stuff yeah and there's me and my two sisters my front garden i'm looking out towards the water over you know the the estuary area of rush absolutely fantastic beautiful and you're looking over towards the dublin mountains wow when the sun sets in the morning or in the evening time in the west that's what i could see amazing yeah so it's kind of like in the last couple of years when i see a lot of stuff online about dublin like it kind of makes me sad you know like a lot of people's their image of Dublin is like five streets in Dublin city centre and, and that's about it. Like that, instead of exploring the area. But that know? can really happen. And yeah. I, that's happened to me before where some, I, I was, people have said to me, that's kind of one of the half of the reasons I started this podcast because yeah. it's, a, it's a, a place for people to share their experiences in Dublin because, and then obviously listen and learn to what other people have experienced. Yeah. It was, you'll, you, I've heard so many times people and they're like, oh, I have this... Like Dublin is like this, this, and this, and I was like, okay, well, tell me where do you work? And so like, yeah. you work on this street. I was like, okay, yeah, where well, do you live? Yeah, I live on this street. And I was like, oh, so you just go from those streets? Yeah, and that's like, your experience of Dublin. Yeah, and I was like, they're not the best streets to be on. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, there's a lot of those around. But there like, is. there's, as you say, there's many, many other sides to it. Yeah, um, I grew up feeding swans. Like, yeah, and then there's these other people who just think that Dublin is just a load of fourteen-year-olds in North Face jackets on scooters with vapes. Yeah, <laughs> that's Dublin <laughs> and seagulls. Yeah, like the, and, and the smell of weed. Yeah, you know that the, they think that's Dublin. It's yeah. like, come on, guys. Yeah, either either first of all, you're kind of reading too much of a narrative in the pages on 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 jokey reels on Instagram that people do to just to generate controversy, or number two, you're just not making your own plans yourself. Yeah, I'm not sounding like I'm, I'm Billy Big Balls here, but like when I go to different countries, yeah. I go and Google right where do the locals go. Yeah, what do they do? Yeah, instead of just you know, the same kind of people that complain about Dublin are the very ones the next day that are putting up pictures of them outside the Temple Bar posing. Yes. Looking like they haven't got a care in the world. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> or or for, for the, in the danger of going a little bit old school here. No, let's do it. Visit a, visit a new country. Babies. <laughs> babies. Visit a new place. Fucking ask a local. Yeah. Ask a local. Ask a local. Can you recommend a pub? Can you recommend a restaurant? Can you recommend a street? Whatever. Um, And that's the best way. Instead of asking someone who's lived here for two months and goes to Bad Bombs in the Temple Bar pub. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, like, it's not that that difficult. So you you obviously, you came up, you got good experiences then. Obviously then in Rush, you would have had like, it would have been maybe just the Celtic Tiger actually would have probably totally changed it. Yeah, Yeah, it went a lot more from an agricultural village where everybody knew everybody's business to those families getting a lot more money and building some houses mm. and then they became landlords in their own way and then you had people like that that would be coming into Rush yeah. because it was too expensive maybe to find somewhere in Swords it's what's happened to Lusk now actually Lusk has turned into we nicknamed it Baby Swords Lusk yeah. is ridiculous Lusk was the place that when I was a kid there was a post office and two pubs yeah that was it yeah now it's 
oh yeah, like yeah, me, me, me mother and me dad or my sister is living out in Lusk now. What? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, everyone's moving so out. So I'm kind of, but the, the thing about Rush is we're at an advantage there because Balbriggan has started to, Balbriggan is huge as well. Yeah. But our- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cells and scaries are are in a lucky place. Because we have the coast on one side, arguably Balbriggan does have the coast on the other, but a very small beach. Mm. But Rush has a lot of marshland, a lot of agriculture, and a lot of housing estates can't be built on a lot of those lands. Yeah. So um, there's not going to be any planning permission granted for housing built across the road from where I live, for yeah. say. Um, now, every, every town is going to change, but at the same time, Rush still has that thing. Like, when I was doing my videos at E Dublin, like, especially during the pandemic, um, like some of the, the, the partner restaurants we'd be doing stuff with, like the pizzerias or the, the, the Brazilian sushi places, they'd say to me, oh, Ross, so my name is blah, 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 and I'm working for this restaurant, and I'm going to deliver food to your house. And I'm like, okay. And I put in my, my, my air code, and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was going to be like some guy on a scooter or a bike with yeah. his Deliveroo bag for 15 minutes. <laughs> I have to get in the car and drive yeah. for 30 minutes to my yeah, house, you know? Yeah, like it's North County, Dublin, you know? Saying. So, there was, and there's always, being from Rush, and like anybody who's from my part of Dublin will testify to this. When you say you're from Rush, you're like, oh, where are you from? Uh, I'm from, um, you know, I'm from Dublin. Oh, my part of Dublin, Rush. That's not fucking Dublin, that's bleeding mead. And then you meet people from outside of Dublin. Ah, uh, you Dublin, Jackie, yeah, Muck yeah, Savage. Yeah. It's, can't please it's one of those places where yeah. people, they can't make head or tail. Because people always think of Dublin as this, as the streets, the, the, the city centre and the suburbs. Yeah. They can't accept in their brain that my part of Dublin has castles and fishing harbours from 400 years ago and agricultural fields that have been farmed for hundreds of years. They, they don't want, it's yeah. almost like they don't want to accept it yeah. because it takes away from their narrative of Blade and Dublin, you know, and they want <laughs> that to be true, you know, that's all they want from Dublin. The Blade and Dublin, you I'm know. I'm not sure those people really want anything, yeah. but they, not really, it just, no. it's just what happens yeah. in their own Yeah, place. it's funny. Come here, so then, all right, you, you, came, you came out of school, you were mm. a budding rock star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to do me leaving, sir, and get out of there. Yeah. Oh, what happened next? I, 
Do you remember phone company Motorola? I fucking do. Yeah, yeah. they had a plant, and I did a I did a PLC course because I didn't really care about points when I was seventeen. I was yeah. kind of like, yeah, whatever. Go past what even start. Okay, bye. Yeah, and I did a PLC course in graphic design up at Whitehall, and then that was very future thinking of it. Was actually yeah. yeah, desktop publishing, graphic design. It was a little bit earlier versions of Photoshop, so I kind of sold the seeds. Mm. And yeah, well, I would think so actually in retrospect. Mm. And then in, yeah, when I was eighteen, got a job at Motorola. And we were the first company in Ireland to design the WAP phones, internet-ready yeah. phones, you know? Yeah. Very, very... And then 9-11 happened, mm. and then basically the US economy went to shit later on, and a lot of the parts had to be sold, and well, they, were, they chose to sell them in the Middle East because it was a cheaper product priced in Ireland, and so yeah. that was me out of a job. And then... Started working with my dad. He was a he was a tiler. He worked in ceramics. He was a floor contractor for a year. Yeah. And I, I was useless. I, I didn't have the concentration span. I was mixing buckets for him basically. Yeah. And like you know, getting milk in the shop for him. I was basically a runner. Yeah. Uh, but at that time, I was also in a band with with, with me with, with mates Dave and and, and Nat and, and Connor and that we were called Narcosis. So we changed our names to Sarcosis. And then the first, because there was a band in New York called Narcosis, you know, that's, we didn't want to get sued, you know, like 19 year old <laughs> band in Ireland doesn't want to get sued because yeah. there's going to be a band in New York once and once our asses, you know. Yeah. And uh, we gigged all over the place, gigged all over Ireland, and it wouldn't change wow. it for the world. It was great. I, I, I have no concept of. That was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing, man. Like, I just had, like, a lot of these kind of 19, 20 year olds now, it's building a career, going to college, and that's fantastic. I just didn't have the head back then. I got my my um, energies out through playing drums my networking out through playing music we had a one of our best mates was our manager he used to be a, a, a mick he used to be an, an animator for don bluth the the they're basically like an, uh, an animating company that worked in dublin for years they made the land before time wow. um an american tale you know the, yeah. the mind mouse fifle so he he was a very creative guy as well he was almost like a big brother to us in a way wow. and also worked as a taxi driver in dublin so he used to have a seven-seater volkswagen van and we used to finish work he'd pick us up in the house and rush throw all the equipment in and then we'd go and get absolutely shit-faced, drunk yeah. or 20, 20, after, after our gig. What else would you be down? Go, yeah, having meeting people and all that, the stuff that goes with it, you know? Yeah. So it was absolutely amazing. It was so cool. And then, you know, life just starts to kind of stabilise a bit. I worked in Dublin Airport for a few years in customer service, you know, like, where's my gate? Yeah. Passport control, all yeah. that. And still play music, still play music. I was in a band called the Chapman Society at that time. We had a few... Gigs were like the guy, one of the guys from the Stranglers was there. We had reviews at Evening Herald and Hot Press and all that Deadly. stuff. But it was really, really good. The Chapman Society, yeah. We were, we're just sort of kind of on that cusp before the Instagram social media thing really kind of kicked in. But we were, we were pretty professional at it. Um, one or two of us more so than, than the others. I was just, I was still just like, no. But some older lads in the band were way more professional then. But anyway, and then. Yeah, history just came around a few years later by by sheer fluke. Start, I got a job at Newbridge House in in Dunabate, which was a yeah. Georgian mansion that was built in three hundred and fifty years ago. Yeah, I got a job as Santa Claus before that in the same <laughs> yeah, place. They needed a second Santa Claus, and the yeah. manager said, "Oh, you're really good with people," so I got a job. Don't have to be good at. Mr. Yeah. C, if yeah. anybody's in the room right now, their kids just you know don't just just put it on on, yeah. on mute, take it off Bluetooth. And uh, the manager said, "You're really good to people. You want to get a job and do year?" Yes, yeah. tour guide, and I went in, and that was it. And 
I got the terse. I always remember, like, Martin, I got like the terse script of that job. And almost like it, 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 it opened up something again in my head of something I loved when I was a kid. Yeah. It's almost like, geez, I've played music for so many years. I've gone full circle back to what I, I initially loved as a kid. Yeah. You know, history and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it snowballed to where I am now. And um, I, 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 like, I think I was saying to you before we went live, I had a really, really great time listening to you and Owen on the podcast mm. a few years ago. Or a few years ago. A few weeks ago, talking about Irish TV shows yeah. and how awful they are yeah. and how awful they are but we love them exactly and you lads were talking about Fair City and for shame I I, I had to note it down on my phone I had to listen back to it for shame you didn't remember the name of the town in Fair City no don't tell me yet I won't let's let's see if it comes to me right now for Um, shame why do I keep taking Daily Man Park (laughs) (laughs) you're a Bohemian fan obviously Um, does it start with an F nope Bad, tell me. Carrickstown. Carrickstown, fuck. Yeah, Carrickstown. Carrickstown, it's so... There is a Carrickstown, is there? There must be a Carrickstown. Um, there's Carrick Mines. Carrick Mines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's too realistic. <laughs> it's, 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 it is, yeah. And he's were talking as well about the Den and Zuppy. Mm. And, uh, yeah, because yeah. I remember that he's forgot Zuppy. You're yeah, talking about yeah, Zag yeah. and Saki, you forgot about Zuppy. Uh, Zuppy. And Zuppy was great because yeah. he never caused any harm to anybody. Yeah, you just dog. love your little pink nose and... Yeah. You're just so oblivious to everything. Because Podge and Raj, they were evil bastards when they arrived on the den at first. Yeah, yeah. I always remember when the, the credits were rolling on the den, Podge and Raj would just, their face would come from behind the couch or something. Yeah. And do you remember Ted? He was a, he was a big pet panda. Oh, jeez. And Zach and Zach yeah. used to have stickers saying it's a Ted-free zone because they just had beef with this Teddy panda. <laughs> and, and Ray Darcy, like some RTE extra would just throw... Oh, was dead. Fight him. Yeah, start fighting on Ray Darcy when we start throwing. <laughs> they must have had so much up. crack like in there. So, and as you and Old rightfully said in that episode, you know, no, no expense spared in RTE. Yeah. Why employ five or six people? We can employ one person and make a bunch of puppets and save a bunch of money, yeah. and then we sell T-shirts and rake in the merchandise. Yeah. Because Zig and Zag nothing to do with toast, and that was a movie. Jesus. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was. It's highly entertaining stuff. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, and pure, it was perfect for Irish people and Irish TV. It was. I think, do you remember what, like, I can't remember if we said, talked about this yeah. on the podcast or before the podcast, but we're talking about Bono. Was that on the podcast? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, sure. Let, let's, let's bring you up again. Anyway, <laughs> we're talking about Bono and the fact that, or you two, and the fact that, you know, the obsessed or people hated him, right? And I was even talking to somebody else earlier on today yeah. at work about this. And... It's because Irish people, we have this thing. The unbridled hatred in some cases. The guy, the guy yeah. I was talking to, he's similar age to, to Larry Mullen and mm. wouldn't know that family. Yeah. And because he grew up in the same area, he's like, he begrudged him. Yeah, of course. Of course, right? The, uh, the Irish nation of begrudgers. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one good way to get around that, um, one easy way for an Irish person to love something is to take the identity out of that person. Yes. Um, and I know we're talking about kids here, so we're reading way too deeply into this. <laughs> but we all, I think, yeah. nobody nobody would say, as a kid, I loved Ray Darcy. No, they wouldn't actually, no. But we all liked him. There was no, there was no issue with Ray Darcy. Yeah. Because like, I like him now, still, even to yeah. this day. Apparently the Today FM version of Ray Darcy had just wound up people a lot. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, whatever. whatever. We didn't put... Yeah. Or even Ian Dempsey or whatever before that. But it was, it was the characters that were around them, but they were, they were like not real people, essentially. Yeah. That people, like everybody loved Dustin. Yeah. Dustin the Turkey was hilarious. Four before, you're only man. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Same with the BBC. They had their yeah. puppets. They, they, yep. they had Roland Rath, they had Gordon the Gopher. Okay. So Mr. Schofield, that, okay. that, that name that has just been mm. tainted and thrown around a lot uh, the last while, uh, he used to uh, host Children's BBC and basically Dempsey's Den. Okay. The Den was a rip-off of that. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. And here I was, I think, in that. The you were trailblazers. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it was cool because usually we always used to just lap on to what was going on in England. Yeah. But the Den was the, one of the first cases in Ireland. For any of our friends who are new to Dublin, go onto YouTube and look up the zig and zag of the Den. It was, it was me and Mark's childhood. Yeah. One. It was... It was what, one of the what, first examples. What's nuts? Oh, snots. What's nuts? Oh, have you seen that video, the what's nuts thing? No, no. You have. I'm sure that you have. Yeah. And you need to watch it if oh, you haven't. Uh, but anyway, sorry. Continue. Yeah, no. What's nuts? Yeah, there's also snots or Galligan. Yeah. That was Dustin's name. All right, my snots I can't Galligan. remember his, remember his second name. Yeah, snots or Galligan. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wants to remember HR people's names when you have <laughs> snots or Galligan from 1992? Like, you know. So basically, I think the den was one of those examples where... I think it was kind of in that time, late eighties, early nineties, where the, the, the football team actually started qualifying for tournaments. Jack Charlton was all the Italian ninety kind of thing was coming in, and we're all starting to kind of take pride in what was going on in Ireland. Like yeah. you know, I remember that there was a real kind of turning of the screw. Yeah, in the nineteen ninety, big time. Like the like the, the, when the, the football team qualified for the World Cup, it was nuts. I turned nine the day of Italian yeah. ninety. I was. I was the prime generation for it. I was in my Italian 90 t-shirts. I can imagine. You must oh, have been so excited. Great, man. Yeah. So good. Out in the streets. Yeah. yeah. Out, out, out in the garden. Out bush. in the garden. Yeah. And literally the cows across the road in the field. <laughs> literally cows back there. They were painted green, green, white, yeah, orange. They were, yeah, 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 yeah. Come here. You, yeah. You've got a, a good a good handle of Irish history, right? Yeah. You've grown up. You've experienced a lot of Dublin. A lot of change. Um, history repeats itself. Yes, it does. Do you? Would you have any prediction as to where we're going where where is Dublin going and, and my that's second, a great question two part question right great question so we'll go on to that one and then I want to know what you think of the the, the music scene in Dublin at the moment okay okay um, first question as, yeah, or sorry first first reply where do I think we're going because history repeats itself I think I, I think we're going to get into a quite retro phase mm. because I think some of us are kind of in burnout with social media the last couple of years or it's not such a novelty anymore. There's yeah. an excitement attached to social media when it first came out. The instantaneousness of Instagram, the instantaneousness of TikTok. I always could have had this thing in my head where two things are going to happen. And I, I think the latter in this opinion, I think number one, we'll grow into social media and number two, we'll become... Um, our brains will become fried by it. Mm. And I think that's what's happening. I think we're, a lot of us are taking, so especially the older you get, I think we're spending less and less time on our phone. I've noticed now the 16, 70 year olds, duh, 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 duh. but I've noticed myself loving a good podcast. And I don't think I'm, I'm alone in that one. Yeah, I love putting on my speakers, grabbing a cup of coffee and listening to a podcast. Now don't get me wrong, I'm as bad as the next person with doom scrolling every now and again. Yes. But I do think we're entering a retro phase. We're starting to, and again, you and Owen touched on a few weeks ago, you're talking like fashion in Ireland and how we're starting to look a little bit more after ourselves. Yeah. Now, we're still awful, generally. Terrible. <laughs> we're absolutely god-awful. Terrible. But I think we're entering this retro phase. It's also earmarked in the music. When you go, before we get on to the, the, the music thing, look at every single band that's selling out arenas in, in, or pubs or venues in, in, in Ireland right now. 
Queen tribute bands, Foo Fighters tribute bands, really, ABBA tribute bands. Everybody's just in this endless mm. retro generation thing going on. I've noticed a few as well. Some people that we've had playing the show, they're they're big into like it's almost country music. Yeah, yeah, that's that's more of a thing. Outside of, outside of Dublin, it's huge. Like, I work with a guy from Carrick and Across and Monaghan. Yeah. And he said, like, his pubs when he goes back home. Like, he lives in Rahini now, but... Yeah. When he goes back home, it's just absolutely packed with people listening to, like, old, you know, John Denver standards and Big Tom and the Mainliners and all these kind of people. But I haven't... Yeah, like... You know, like, it's, it's just so strange for me sometimes in Ireland. I see concerts being advertised, you know, get your last... 20 tickets for Guns N' Roses tribute on Saturday night. I'm thinking, fucking hell, man. Yeah. Seriously, like, yeah. like it's great. I, I'd love to be in a Guns N' Roses tribute band and playing, uh, making a few hundred quid playing the drums. Like, I'm, I'm not begrudging the people, but I'm just thinking, in general, isn't it crazy? That's what the landscape is, where people are living in this retro mindset of, I, I want to go out. People, it's almost like when you get older, people love repetition. They, they love yeah. Radio Nova. They love... <laughs> Q102 they love knowing that the same 15 songs that they love are going to be played are going to be played yeah they love that yeah and that's not again not a crib and anybody listens saying well yeah why not like if you like it you like it absolutely but we just love comfort we love being comforted by the same sounds the same way a baby loves the comforting sounds of his or her mother yeah they can it's the same thing it's the thing that's bred into us as for thinking about the music scene, I think it is flying. I think it's brilliant. Really? I think it's really good. Great. I think it's really, really good. And unfortunately, it's at a time when I'm it's I'm at my most inactive I've ever been in music. If anybody wants a drummer, hello, hi, how are you? <laughs> you know. And um especially since the pandemic, there's been a big folk boom. But I'm not talking about the pretentious folk boom of before where, you know, Hi guys, you know, like I'm, I'm here, you know, go to the cap on the night fresh, and yeah, it's a song about it's, <laughs> it's like, it's Irish folk music, like the likes of Lancome and yeah, the Vagabonds, exactly stuff. These got like, and they're using inland pipes and and drones and 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 recorders and strings and cellos, and it's fucking epic. Excuse yeah. my French, it's absolutely beautiful. There's a great folk revival, like as in dirty Irish acoustic music yeah where the songs used to be all about you know well I'm going to get drunk and everything is great and now it's it's they're singing songs about hardship but not hardship as in famine hardship they're talking about modern hardship yeah through the guise of pretty dark sinister traditional Irish music even in terms of the diversity because we have such a diverse Ireland now the the, the Nigerian Irish kids Jesus Christ. Yeah. Just their confidence is just has to be yeah, so applauded. They, they just have such a, an air about them. Yeah. They have a community. They buzz off each other and they're fucking great kids. And they're, they're, they're a real, they're an amazing um, representative of what Ireland is now. And I love seeing the Nigerian Irish kids. Um, so like the Polish Irish kids, like they're making, they're very creative as well. Because you have to remember, all these kids 20 years ago, they were babies, and mm. we remember them as babies, and now they're 19, 20-year-olds, and they're creative young adults. Yeah. So we're starting to see the fruits of that. Even in terms of sport, you look at the Irish football team at the moment now, not the senior team, because they're absolute, I'm not going to talk about them, yeah. but if you look at under 21 level and go backwards, 
Those teams are destroying teams all over Europe, left, right and centre. The under 15s, the under 16s, under 18s, you look at the names of, of the kids, some of them are, are Latvian, some are Lithuanian, some are Polish, some are Nigerian, some are Irish. It's deadly. It's great. It's yeah. absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And, and great that they're proud to put on an Irish jersey. They absolutely are. Yeah. Yeah. Like there, there, there's other pages, like on platforms, I'm sure you're, you're more than aware of like the, the guys in black and Irish. Yeah. They're magnificent. Yeah, yeah. They're absolutely. great ambassadors for your community as well. Yeah. And the Irish community at, yeah. at large. Just, I mean, like, like the, it's, 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 it's an amalgamation of everything. It's, just, it's good that we can just fucking enjoy that and make the most of it and yeah. not to be a problem. As I was thinking oh. back because someone was like, oh, they should do like a summary of like all of the people that you've spoken to over the course of this year and like I've spoken to people from Black and Irish, spoken to, yeah. you know, people who've come here as... Um, because you know it's not maybe safe for them to be there openly gay and yeah. it wasn't safe for them to be gay in their country so they're coming here uh, sort of I've yeah. had all sorts of kind of conversations so a lot of hard conversations refugees as well um, yeah you've dealt with major topics this year you know but like yeah. it's a lot of it is just um, and it was summed up with a conversation I had recently and he was like because he was a child refugee and I said like, well how yeah. would you treat someone yeah. Or how would you want to be treated as a child refugee? And it's like, first of all, just treat it as, as a person. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Rather than a title or a label. Exactly. He's like, don't, okay, yeah, there was a time in my life where I was very much in need and needed help and thankfully people helped, but I'm also a person. I'm also pretty fucking smart. <laughs> yeah. I'm also like to draw cartoons. You know, there's a, there's more to me than just someone who needs help. Yeah. Does that make sense? Exactly. Um, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's more to me than... Uh, it's not it's not a way of like, you know, I'm not looking for sympathy. It's almost like... Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of way of thinking. Not, yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, you know, there, there's aspects of that all over the world and, and in every country there's those situations. Same here in Ireland. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of us w- would have been dealt a lot of hardship here many years ago as well yeah. yeah but I think that's why we're a little bit more open than most now it's law of averages dictates it's changed so quickly though right it has I the have. last few years there's been a bit of an upturn and not so pleasant people here in Ireland as well there has yeah but they'll listen and that hopefully will will uh, even out yeah. I think a lot of that has got to do with social media as well a lot and of how that's kind of like yeah. well, that's, I, don't, I don't know a better word to say than upvoted through algorithms and all that kind of I stuff I call it the anger rhythm you're anger- welcome to use that word <laughs> anger rhythm anger rhythm that, I like it because Blind Boy said it a couple of years ago on his podcast yeah. where um, the algorithm is basically you're rewarded with anger Yes, and I decided shit the anger rhythm. Anger, the man. There you go. That, that should be your new band, by the way. Uh, yeah, anger rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anger rhythm. I like that. Yeah, there it you go. It is. You're rewarded by by comments. Yeah, that is truth. Yeah, I, I find it like because um, like we spoke about this at the beginning of the conversation. We did, um, and I I find that stressful, and I hope to, like never get into it. And, the, the thing about doing podcasts is and, and you'll come across this now as well yeah. thankfully there are people who still just listen to audio and I'm a consumer of audio absolutely but I was listening to another podcast recently and he was like he's a fucking famous podcaster properly and he was like if I he said basically a, a podcast these days is not a podcast it's a full on TV production yeah because you've got to have like camera angles and stuff kind of like what we spoke about with the Boulder podcast and stuff like that those That's guys right. can do that oh, so well so professional so good so yeah. good but man, that is a that's a full time job. Yeah, I don't know if anyone's noticed that, but yet it's very hard to do. You're going to be like 
and 25 hours plus a week if you want to yep. put out weekly content. I'm putting that then, then you have to think about clips. I'm putting out clips onto like the likes of Instagram and um, a TikTok or whatever. 15 seconds, I get 15 people. seconds. And realistically, here's a question I'd ask you. Yep. How many times, you're a pod, you, you like podcasts. Yeah, yeah. How many times have you been flicking through Instagram found a podcast clip and then gone and listened to the podcast. It's a different, for me, it's a different format. Maybe, yeah. maybe you have. Um, rarely, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. Rarely, not at all. I go onto the platform itself. I go onto Spotify into exactly. my podcast and shows list. Exactly. Because I, I, I find it's a, it's a much more captivating experience not seeing images initially. Yeah. Um, I love, it's like going back to our old buddy Aoife, I, that, that, that podcast just spellbinded me. It was just, mm. just that, conversations she had about her experiences in Brazil and, and yeah. the things that she got up to and, and on a higher plateau the kind of things that she experienced etc but it was only by sheer coincidence today that when I, I clicked onto your page just to see if there's any updates or anything like that and I looked into your reels tab and there was a clip of Aoife talking oh yeah during that podcast yeah. and it was about 15 or 16 seconds of her talking and for me, it was almost like, it almost felt like bonus material then really? because I listened to the audio experience a few weeks ago. Yeah. So it's almost like, ah, okay, oh, so that's what you looked like that day. Or maybe, oh, that's what the lighting was like that day. Yeah. It's almost like I see that as a bonus footage yeah. in a way. Yeah. So I'd be the same as you. I, I, I have noticed that like the, 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 yeah, the Brazilian guys who do podcasts here, for them, it's very much the visual is... It's it's neck and neck with the audio. I would even say fifty five percent more about visuals than 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 audio. But everybody's different, you know. Yeah. I'm quite happy when I started my podcast to not have any camera whatsoever. Starting yeah. off, yeah, just me and my silly voice, and maybe talking to. I've got some ideas in my head for guests on uh, across on Zoom, yeah. depending if it's a good. Wi-Fi, as you do know yourself. Zoom is generally quite good, actually. Yeah, yeah, I have to say, um, it's just it's so different, you know. I, I just I, I go back to what you did say about the guy, the 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 the, the high riser podcast guy who was talking about, you mm. know, how it's become a TV production. Yes, it has, but if you dig deep enough, you'll find what you need. All you have to do is type the name into a search engine, and that's you'll, true. You'll find it. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. It wasn't Joe Rogan, was it? No. No, it was actually. It was actually he was, was. Do you know Tim Ferriss? I heard the name. Yeah, uh, he's an he's an interesting guy. Yeah, uh, interesting guy. Um, well, yeah, like here's one for you that I'm kind of curious to know what your answer is going to be, right? I love how uh, you're smiling already. I'm uh, like, oh, here we go. Uh, but all right, uh, yeah. so this will test how how much you how, test your real love for content creation um, <laughs> or hatred. <I'm> gonna, <laughs> I'm going, to t- I'm going to take uh, history away from you. I'm going to take yep. music away from you. Yep. I'm going to take Ireland away from you. Yo, sir. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to say to you, you got to make uh, five videos on a particular topic uh, within a space of a month. What topic would you make them on? It has to be cats, really, doesn't it? <laughs> cats are guaranteed viewed, Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you've, done your, you've done your research. Yeah, I, I, I know. It's listen, cats sell. <laughs> what, what, what makes the internet go around? Cats. Yeah, yeah. What do girls love looking at on Instagram? Not lads with their tops off. Cats. Yeah. <laughs> they love cats. Yeah. I'd make five cat videos. There you go. Play with a ball of wool. Yeah. Uh, getting their their nails um, sharpened off the pillow. Yeah. 
Um, what's another good? Oh, cat going through the cap flap in slow mo. <laughs> With like I don't know. What's new, pussy girl? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Like you know, Tom Jones is a soundtrack in the background. What's another good cat video? Maybe like if they get us, they're playing the water at the tap. Of course, that's another good one. You yeah. know. Yeah. Or what's the other great classic cat video? Where they 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 scare off a doggy. Yeah, there's my five. There's my five videos. Yeah, and the other one is the, the isn't it the throwing the cucumber on the floor and they think it's a snake. That's right. Yeah, and then they, they do their their weird cat. <laughs> oh, I had cats when I was a kid. When when they went, it was kind of like get out of my way, human. I yeah. am going to kill every single one of you. I yeah, like I've got a weird thing with cats because yeah. um, we had a cat when I was young, like very young, yeah. and uh, like little, almost just could walk and stuff. But I remember putting down a plate of milk and I think you're not supposed to give milk to cats uh, but anyway it's totally oh, there's a news flash for me whoops it is back then we did anyway yeah that's what uh, we always did yeah I don't know someone told me that recently anyway <laughs> uh, put down the plate and the cat was like oh because you know when you was an animal and you're a first time confronting an animal as a kid and I wasn't sure how it's going to react to the milk and yeah. then it started drinking the milk and I was like oh cool and I mean you were going to be friends yeah and then they uh, never came back <laughs> no that's the saddest story I've ever heard man. but never came back slash was killed in a cat fight that I remember it was like cats running up chimneys and stuff like that um, and I've always had like a weird thing with trust in cats ever since that point but there's, there, you've got every reason to be curious Billy Connolly said it himself any, any animal that stays in the house when you move is a little bastard <laughs> You know, yeah. I love all these people that actually true. think that cats actually care about you. Yeah, they no, don't give chance. a fuck. Not Dogs a rock. Yeah, amazing. Dogs are the ones who sleep beside your grave yeah. when you go. Yes. The cat will piss on your grave. Yeah. It's, oh. uh, actually, it was, it was Aoife telling a story about the dog, and um, I think it was Aoife. Yeah. Um, so, a story about the dog and, and her mom and stuff like that, and uh, it would break your heart. Um, but yeah dogs are, are, are really hard they're fucking phenomenal I, I just wish I had more dogs when I was a kid like we used to have these kind of again living out in the wilds in a rush we used to have like a, a few spare cats yeah I, I had a little cat called Touche and she was absolutely uh-huh. amazing she was beautiful and she had three litters of kittens a lot of them we gave away some of them stayed around um, I had one I had two dogs actually one was called Jackson and the other one was called uh, Pogo because he never stopped jumping he was Pogo <laughs> and one day he went missing they're building a house around the corner and um, my dad went to the building site and he assumed that the builders had actually been bad with the dog because Pogo actually went home one day and he was painted green oh no and they yeah and my dad went over to the building site and, and basically confronted the guys and said you think you're smart arses you know yeah. painting my dog what, what are you doing ah piss off you like away you old bollocks blah 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 Jesus never to be seen from ever again oh my like god that's after. heartbreaking the dog gone. Yeah. that's heartbreaking yeah. that's yeah. terrible evil yeah. people there was, yeah. there was evil. evil in those fields yeah why would you do that paint them green just out of malice just, yeah. just to be idiots yeah. and then when my dad confronted them about them that's Pogo magically disappeared yeah heartbreaking that, that, that's the kind of people that, that exists in this world you know yeah, it's, yeah you, you forget that sometimes yeah. isn't it like we all go, we bounce around our little happy-go-lucky world. Yeah. Listen to our happy-go-lucky podcasts. Yep. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Did the people take your dog? <laughs> Did the people take your dog? Yeah, yeah. And he was a cool little dude. He was mad as a... As a no, he wasn't chipped or anything. It was this, this back in the day. It was like when a dog showed up to your door. Yeah. And he had a bit of food and he stayed around for a little while longer, yeah. you know? Yeah. But yeah. God, yeah. Cats and dogs, yeah. For you, what is the... Um, you've become very involved with uh, as you spoke about earlier on the Brazilian yeah. community and stuff like that uh, um, 
it's it's kind of changing a little bit now in terms of like I, I feel like there's less Brazilians here than there used to be but my, mm. that's my question not related to that my question is related to um, like how a different Dublin because this is a different Dublin it's a multicultural Dublin how, very much how has this uh, changed your perspective of Dublin because for me it's one of the things that most attracts me to being here mm. actually is uh, now the new diversity is the diversity of Dublin because it's, for me it's way more interesting I don't have the same fucking conversations with Irish people all the same. time um, so I love that aspect of it and if it was to change I'd consider to, to be quite honest Mark, I'd actually just echo what you just said on the exact same to yeah. that regard I love the diversity I just don't like the fact that I live so far away Yeah, I'd love to have somewhere that I could stay in the in town, you know. I'd love yeah. for, for somewhere to to be, but um, you know, single life. Oh, woe is me! Yeah. So if, if, if I if I'm anything to do, I have to get in and out of the family house and rush all the time. Get trains like so when I'm when I'm finished here, it's back on the train back to rush. You know. Yeah. Um. I, I, so basically, if I was more caught up mm. in the diversity on a regular basis, as in, sure, like I can finish this podcast now and go to some bar that's playing different music but now it's a Monday night of course we're recording this yeah. but I'd have to echo that I do love Ireland my god I, I'll defend us to the hilt but yeah. I love conversation and, 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 and hearing people's perspectives from different countries um, on the Brazilian thing I think it has slowed down a little bit actually I do mm. think yeah 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 yeah. see a lot of the Brazilian guys and girls who move here now they're, they're, they're very much amalgamated into Irish life their houses are here their, their, their jobs are here uh, so many of them now it's it's so much easier now to get European passport as well because like a lot of these guys have Italian descent yeah and it's not it's not as stringent as the Irish one yeah it's not easier to get than get their Portuguese passports and um, it's got nothing to do with that conversation of oh they're only over here to get European passports listen yeah. it's an advantage of being here yeah it's 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 a it's a it's a it's an next chapter in their life here of course and that's great rather than the, the cynical thing of oh we're only here for a passport yeah Listen, Irish yeah. people were queuing for American passports for Absolutely. years and yeah. they have their passports they've now settled in they're now doing the jobs they like yeah. because initially when a lot of Brazilian people come here unfortunately they have to do the 20 hours a week shitty jobs yeah the dishwasher the kitchen porter the, the, the cleaner kind of thing and then a lot of my best friends from Brazil they're still here they moved here in 2017 2016 and they studied for the job that they did back home because their English got really really good yep. and now they're working in that field and yep. that is bloody unbelievable yeah it's really admirable it's very admirable yeah. I, I, I just don't know how I could do it like if the shoe was on the other foot I have no clue yeah there I have to have there's a lot of yeah, I, I have a lot of admiration for them um, have you ever considered doing something like that no like moving to there, moving anywhere, or um, like what what would would be a non English speaking country? I've I've considered it every now and again, mm. but the call of home is loud, as they said in that yeah. song by Slade. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm so much a home bird, but it would have to be a damn good reason. Mm. Like you know, I've I've done a lot of traveling solo, but as for just living on my own, and I'm sure I, I know you have to kind of take the steps and all that like I'm 42 now I don't know if I could do it like maybe if I was 25 yeah. I'd probably do something like that but now I'm not too sure yeah I'm not too sure um, I love travelling to other places but I, I love knowing that my terra firma is here as well but I know that I, I might have missed out on a couple of different things like you know different experiences here and there but I like to think of, I, I still have more experiences than a lot of other people mm. then you know a lot, a lot of people go 
you know, we'll go to the same resort every year yeah, yeah. for two weeks. Yeah. And that's fair play to them. I love a bit of adventure. I love the fact that I went to Brazil for three months and two months on two separate occasions and that I could just buy a bus ticket and sit on a bus for 14 hours, look out the window at a field I've never seen in my life and that excites me yeah. greatly. Or meeting a new person in a new city and getting invited to a party and going there. Like, yeah. you know, that, that's just... Great crack. It's great. Yeah. That's what life is all about. Yeah. What's discovering love about, about that? Yeah. I, I, I'm fully on board with that sort of yeah. stuff. You know what I was just thinking there as well? What would be... I mean, this is... I don't know if you think about integrating this into your, into your future podcast, but you do a lot of kind of obviously history related to Ireland, but it'd be interesting to see if you, if you travel, because it's like history is there, right? If anybody mm. wants to find out about it, they can, but it's the way you deliver it. Yeah. That is the, is the captivating yeah. thing. Yeah. So I'm, like, you'd be curious if you went to, interesting, if you went to like, I don't know, fucking Poland or something yeah. and you decided to, it, not as an Instagram video, but what actually as a, as a specific topic on a podcast go, here's a story about, uh, Frank from Poland yeah. uh, and, and just go off on that one for a while I don't know yeah, I've thought one. about it yeah I've thought about it like the nearest I kind of got to that was when I used to record um, videos on my on my Talk to Ross page and I was talking about like connections between Ireland and Brazil like oh, that's the only kind of one I had back then yeah and I was talking about how Irish people went to um, Brazil in the 1820s because they were promised land in Brazil, like in search of it, like, you know, a fresh new life, but actually they were enlisted against their will against the British, or against the Brazilian army, at the, in the Brazilian army at that time. Jesus. Yeah, it was a thing called the Cisplatina War, which is where Brazil and Uruguay were fighting over this little province that went on to become Uruguay. Brazil wanted Uruguay, Uruguay wanted independence. And so Dom Pedro, who was the emperor of Brazil at the time, he, wanted assistance from Europeans. So he sent the word out to Germany and for some reason, Ireland. Okay. And said, okay, new life, you know, advertising. And uh, these ships left from Cork and went all the way down to Rio de Janeiro in the 1820s. Man, and basically, crazy. yes, so there, there, there's those connections, you know? Weird. Yeah. yeah. And I love hearing all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love hearing it as well. Yeah. And basically what happened was the Irish a lot of them went back home because they revolted. Yeah. They're like, what the name of God's going on here? And then yeah. they discovered Cachaca and had a jolly good time, you know, that really good sporting drink they had. And um, some of them stayed on and they settled in Bahia, which is the northeast of Brazil, and they settled in some of the more agricultural areas there. And I actually met someone from Brazil a few years ago and their surname was O'Neill. No way. And they're from Bahia. They had kind of like freckly skin. And I'm like, whoa. Jesus. So they could have been direct ancestors yeah. of the, the guys and the girls who went there 200 years ago. Wow, that's, that's, yeah. that's fucking fascinating. Yeah, mm. it is. Mm. And there's even like really big connections between the Irish language and Portuguese as well. Yeah. Like our word for fighting is tridge. There's is treta. Mm. Um, what's the other one? Uh, we, uh, we'd say cade. They'd say cade. A bag hey. for us is mala. Them is mala. Yeah, I, that's all, that sort of stuff is fascinating yeah. as well. Those connections, how can they be connected? Yeah, you know. Well, it, well it, Portuguese. It's, about, it's going back to the source language, really. Yeah, it's because where do we like our language is always for years Irish. Where do the Brazilians get their language from? Portugal. Where's yeah. Portugal in relation to Europe? Well, here's Ireland. Here's Portugal. Yeah, there was trading routes. Yeah. Limerick um, had a trading route with the. Uh, um, some cities of Portugal of all places for some wow. reason a lot of our textiles and our dairy products went down to Portugal and in return they gave us um, rare dyes that we wouldn't have had here we had pretty 
well, monotone colours and also wine used to go to Ireland. Yeah. So wine and dyes used to go from Portugal to Ireland and we used to give them textiles and dairy. And in exchange, these people would have amalgamated with each other. They would have spoken and crossed words with each other. So yeah, opera, yeah. ober, cade, cade, mala, mala, um, uh, treta, tridge, you know, all this, it's brilliant. Isn't it? I love it. I know, it's fascinating. It really is fascinating. Yeah. Come here. Um, first of all, uh, what's the name of the new podcast? Do you know? I think it's just going to be, we're going to be keeping it to talk to talk us. Talk to us. I'm going to keep a uniform across many platforms. Um, when's it going to out? I am hoping before Christmas to get at least the first one up. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, if it's in the next few weeks, what I'll do, because this will be released uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. If you have a link for it, then we'll put a link in the description. Of this Fantastic. Episode. Yeah. Um, if not, just put Talk to Ross into Spotify. Just put Talk to Ross into Spotify, exactly. It'll pop up. I really appreciate your time. It's been a great chat. It's great having you again. I know we can't see it, guys. We're going to shake our hands on Spotify. (laughs) There we go. Mark, thanks for having me again, my friend. Yeah. And um, guys, thanks for listening. Support uh, Alfie in Dublin, a.k.a. Alive in Dublin. (laughs) And uh, check out uh, all the the guys on the socials. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Pleasure.